Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. Startups, you must build a solid board of advisors and plan for that in the beginning. Today we're going to talk about building your advisory board. My name is Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our goal is to provide solutions to solve the most difficult hiring challenges to secure the best talent to ensure your company's success. Today, our guest is John Showers. John is the founder and CEO of Inc., a new business networking platform geared toward helping people build better networks. Uh, They were funded earlier this year, and they're in the alpha phase of testing and and preparing for a launch next month. So, um, John, welcome to the show. Thank you. (laughs) That's a little pause there. (laughs) Absolutely. So, John and I met a few weeks ago at an OC Tech Happy Hour event, and we hit it off. Number one, people listening to don't see this, but people watching the uh, the uh, the stream, uh, we both have great haircuts, and uh, so we were both admiring uh, that. and uh, And we started talking a little bit about your your company that you're building, and I was pretty impressed by. Um, what you were telling me about how you were built out your board of advisors. So that that's what kind of sparked today's uh, conversation. The first thing I want to talk about or you know, showcase is a little bit about your story and how you came up um, with the idea. Okay. Um, so basically, um, as you said earlier, Inc.'s a new business networking platform. Uh, it's a web and mobile app that helps you build better networks. And it kind of all started with a few issues that I had ran into uh, going to different events, trying to network, find vendors, um, basically just create more effective um, networks in general. And uh, so it just kind of is an idea in the idea phase um, earlier last year. And uh, from that kind of idea, we just we just started pushing, pushing forward. Okay. Now share with us a little bit about your story about how you came you know, approach the whole business angle, you not coming from a tech background? Okay, so mostly my background is military, and I guess if, if you were to ask what culminates who I am up to this point that got to me, uh, I would kind of break it into three areas. The men in my family, uh, military and fitness, have all kind of made effects to where I'm at today, uh, whether it be building morals, working hard, uh, trying to build character, overcoming adversity and failing, uh, I guess you could say if I were to sum it up. So uh, <clears throat> I had a lot of things in my past that kind of helped me with a mindset to move forward sure. um, and be passionate about what I do. Uh, so throughout my military career, if you will. Now was, you were a Marine, right? I was, yeah, right. yes, uh, for four years, many years ago. I I'm say not going to no. pretend like I know what to say there, but I know there's a boo-rah or something like that. that fil- a, a boo-rah? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. There we go. See? No judgment here. No judgment. <laughs> you should definitely judge me on that one. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So, I got out of the military in 2010. I came out okay. here to Orange County. Um, I was big into fitness, so I had started a business for training and uh, built clientele uh, that way through kind of athletic performance and then an executive-type clientele, also not in tech. Got it. Um, so after about seven years of that, uh, this idea started really ringing in the head due to what I had said earlier. And um, 
I just kind of started bouncing the idea of ink off of friends, family, and kind of the people that I trust uh, in my network. And there seemed to be a lot of validation for a need um, in today's market. So I knew without having a tech background, uh, we were in some trouble um, unless we kind of flipped things and started building a team of advisors early. Sure. Okay. Now, who did you can who who did you bring on to your your team of advisors? How many people? What, what was the thought process behind you know thinking? Where did what gaps did you need to fill? Um, so, I knew with with uh, with my background, we needed obviously somebody more towards the tech aspect of things. Sure. Um, along with that, uh, possibly business strategy, um, how to kind of form a business from the inside out. Um, we definitely needed some technical people, uh, which was something we were looking for, um, along with a couple other, uh, a couple other avenues as well. So um, it just so happened through the fitness network that I had through the other business, whether it be clientele or uh, members of the gym, I linked up with somebody uh, right off the bat that I had known for a few years who ended up being a former executive for Verizon. Uh, I guess through that, my nice. world changed pretty dramatically as yes. far as doors opening. <clears throat> I'm sure. So that that was leveraging one of your clients. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Kind of to go along with that. It, one big thing for me, I know, I'm not the go to college, get a degree kind of guy. Um, for me, it, that wasn't something that was always very important. So maybe if you're going to be a lawyer or a doctor, but for me, leveraging network is huge sure. and it can change your life. So being able to kind of lean on the network was, was definitely the biggest step for us. Most definitely. And you and I met at a networking event. Yes. <laughs> yes, we did. I'll add that. So um, let, let's talk about the, you had the gaps that you needed to fill in on the tech side. So what, um, who are the people that you were able to kind of bring on board? You mentioned uh, somebody from Verizon. You, yeah. Because you had a pretty impressive board. If I, I remember. Yes. Yeah. So basically, <clears throat> and it, it's kind of funny because it changes a little bit as well, right? Like s- some of the advisors that I initially started working with that could help me with just kind of business development. How do I get my idea moving and off the ground? I, I started with some kind of the executive clients that I had. So, uh, from different f- different fields, but sure. very effective to help me. Uh, some from commercial real estate, uh, Collier's International here, um, and one f- uh, prior CEO of a nonprofit uh, who really could help me with business development and strategy. And then the guy, former exec from Verizon, uh, who kind of opened me to the tech world and introduced me to an incubator and accelerator out here in Orange County, uh, which kind of lit up the new wave of advisors that were going to come as time progressed sure. uh, from that point forward. Okay. And then what have you found the benefits to be of having these people on board with you? Uh, um, I don't know if we'd be here today without them. Sure. Um, again, not having a tech background, it was going to be detrimental for us to find people that could help um, in different areas that might not have been strengths of ours, especially for the time being. So being able to lean on people at a point where in the beginning you don't typically have capital unless mm-hmm. you're really lucky or you had already made an exit prior. Sure. So you're going to have to find out uh, some sort of strategy that's going to be able to uh, give you advice and help you push forward. And maybe you could um, opt other things versus cash uh, in exchange to kind of get services to help you get to where you need to be. Yeah, and absolutely. And I feel like a lot of companies... They have their heads down in the work so much that they forget about this piece. 
Right. You know, they, they try and figure it out on their own. And what ends up happening is that they end up beating their head against the wall quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, my girlfriend and myself would uh, sit in the apartment and uh, just kind of butt heads in circles a little bit initially mm-hmm. and really knew that we needed to find people that we could lean on that could that could definitely kind of help bring us out of that out of that funk and progress forward or there, there was nowhere we were gonna nowhere we were gonna be able to go okay and then what was the thing that attracted the people to you do you think uh, as far as the it, you know uh, I typically am very upfront and honest about how I feel um, uh, I, I guess I I think I'm genuine as well. Okay. And um, I've definitely given services of people needing my help when they ask for it. And I think that, uh, you know, I don't typically expect something back. And when the time has come around to where I've needed something, not knowing who maybe some of these people were, they've they've reached out and extended hands themselves. Um, and, And, again, it goes back to a network, which I think creating a network or leaning on a network you've created or want to find is going to be one of the most powerful tools you can use. Boom. All right. We're going to take a quick break on that. So we're talking with John Showers, CEO of Inc., about the importance of building a strong advisory board. Um, Take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to give some creative solutions to how to recruit your board of advisors. You're listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard, giving you access to recruiting techniques that will help you hire key talent to build your company towards real success. Rick is a recruiting executive and entrepreneur who's been successfully recruiting in the aggressive Silicon Valley technology landscape for the past two decades. After a very successful stint at Apogee, he founded Stride Search in 2012. Based on a lean efficiency model, Stride has uniquely positioned itself as a leader in retained search for the most critical talent hires within a small organization. Whether you're a startup executive or recruiting professional, by listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard, you will walk away with skills to help you attract and hire great talent. Now back to Higher Power with Rick Gerard. And welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and we're talking to John Shower, CEO of Inc. in Irvine. You're at the Cove, correct? Yes, correct. Awesome. I was there yesterday oh. for a networking event. It was awesome. So now let's get to the good stuff. Um, let's, let's give our audience some ways to to creatively think about building their board, right? So I think um, I think what you were getting at was a lot of people join the board because they liked you. And it's okay to say right. they liked me because I'm a good guy. What do you offer uh, people to join your advisory board? What, what typically would be the draw to get somebody to join you? Okay. So, uh, like you said, yes. I mean, you, <laughs> a lot of times you'll end <laughs> up going off of that initially. Uh, but roles change fast. Sure. Um, and your advisors might change fast as well. And, and maybe in the beginning you have some people that uh, that like you for you, so they're willing to extend a hand and help. Uh, but you'll realize pretty quickly uh, you're going to start needing some real key strategic people in different areas. And at some point, inevitably, you're going to obviously have to offer something. Sure. Uh, a couple kind of smart points and things that I I would recommend that kind of we've we've gone through ourselves is um, obviously if you don't have cash or capital to give um, incentivizing them uh, with equity investing schedules just like you would do with an investor uh, just at a different level typically sure. typically a level that's definitely taken back and well, what I mean by that is you know you, you give up a 
fraction of a percent, percent, whatever that number is for you, um, and really make sure you have a vesting schedule for what that person can do for you. Because a lot of times startups make the mistake of uh, they, they grab somebody because they have a great background and all this criteria, and they say, hey, I'll give you 5%. And that guy will take that 5%, give you one sentence, and walk away, and, and you've lost that right. part of the company. Oh, yeah. Right? So uh, what vesting schedule, to break into that a little bit, is, is having some sort of uh, lines and, and goals uh, written out in contract into which that advisor uh, needs to abide by and follow timeline-wise uh, until they kind of vest out whatever your agreement was uh, in exchange. Okay. Gotcha. And I'm thinking you probably had an advisor that helped you design that as yeah, well, I mean, right? Yeah, and we're currently creating some now that uh, will pertain towards the advisors that will be going from here on out, especially, yeah, most Got certainly. It. Okay. So let's talk specifically about how you built your board because that, that was really kind of – so you, you worked through one person. Let, walk me through how this thing kind of branched out. Uh, for you, if if we were to push past the initial advisors, which a lot were friend uh, friends and clients yeah. in, in executive positions, uh, once I kind of had joined the incubator and accelerator here in Orange County, I, I was able to open my resources uh, towards other people um, in positions more specific to what I needed. Got it. So approaching them uh, one at a time with questions that I had for them, I guess as far as what I was looking for. Sure. And then at the same token, kind of seeing what their responses were and how they were as people and trying to make the best judgment I could and how they would fit in the team with with how we're trying to kind of create the culture, I guess you could say. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, but more tactically, did you... Did you identify people within the community that, hey, look at, I really want this person on my board? And then how did you go about getting that person? Yes. Yep. Uh, definitely. And I would have uh, sit down one-on-one conversations and mm-hmm. really see kind of how involved they were as well. I mean, if, if they reached out to me after following up, giving me more ideas, helping me with this and that over the next, you know, four or five days to a week um, and went out of their way. Uh, showing that they're kind of more vested in helping me without me even doing anything or promising anything. It, it kind of shows me that they're a little more involved in, in maybe wanting to be a part of the team. Sure. So there were a couple things that I would try and judge off off that fact as well. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Now, you guys are still fairly small, right, when you're getting to the Very, point of launch? Yeah. Our, our, okay. our advisors are, are actually more in number than the than the members of the team itself i guess <laughs> uh, as far as yeah <laughs> okay hey there's nothing wrong with that right uh, a lot less payroll yes um so l- let's think about you know our listener today who who maybe is a, a group of guys starting up a company maybe some guys over at the cup who know but um they're they're thinking about building their board of advisors what what creative ways do you think would be beneficial to them to from our position, not really of having the ability to do so unless we were in an incubator accelerator scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely say that's one way you could go about it. If you can find a local incubator or accelerator that, that has the ability to maybe um, take applications and you could get into that, you'll typically find a lot of resources in that kind of area. If not, um, even going to things like OC Tech Happy Hour, local meetups and startups because you know, talking to one person after another, you're going to find, you know, where a couple of investors are at or listen to them on 
different speeches during these events. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are good to go to as well. Okay. Uh, so really hitting kind of local events and, and such. Okay. Now, um, here's one thing that I'm kind of fascinated with. So what, what, what coverage do you have right now on your board? Because that's really where most of your you, – you guys are doing most of the work, but that's where most of your information is coming from. And then what coverage are you planning for and how are you planning for it? Uh, coverage is in the, the areas that we're – You're lacking. Okay. Um, so so basically we kind of did things a little bit different, a little odd. Uh, part of our advisory board is actually one of the founders of the uh, the development company that we hired to create create uh ink so we have a technical aspect of it and the company's vested as well as an advisor okay so that's something that's a little bit different uh so that kind of covers that end of things so he's got the tech end covered he's got the tech end covered and we kind of have uh a vested out schedule of him also representing the uh acting cto for a certain amount of time in the beginning as well uh, we, we did that just as a, we don't have the capital right in the beginning yeah. to kind of afford a CTO. So it was a way for us to, to get what we need, uh, get around kind of that hurdle. Super creative. Right. Yeah. Um, alongside that, uh, we have a couple former executives from the cellular side of things, sure. uh, which I had mentioned before. And then we also have uh, a couple prior executives from this area of Orange County that, that deal with just kind of different kinds of business, whether it be commercial real estate, uh, running nonprofits, things that could help at different angles along the way and kind of build the interior of a business as well. Okay. So you're launching pretty soon. Do you have somebody on board who's helping you guys out with the launch? Um, yes. So one of the ladies who, who came on early on is, is an advisor. She's dealt in the world uh, running a nonprofit herself of, you know, kind of creating launch situations sure. um, and, uh, and and going from there. So, yeah, we have her. And then the Cove, I would say, is a huge help as well. Uh, having an, incus- uh, an incubator and an ecosystem around you mm-hmm. um, that you can lean on and has resources can definitely help as well. So they kind of extend an open arm uh, from their angle, too. So from your perspective, the incubator has kind of been the big the biggest help. I think it's been the biggest help. Um, You're lost unless you're from a tech background a lot of times. So if you can find a ecosystem, you know, like an incubator and accelerator, it can change your lives. And if somebody there can't, they're going to know somebody that can. Yeah. I I would imagine, yeah, I would imagine, you know, just being able to leverage that network has, has been huge for you. Yeah, very much so. So let's talk about kind of you know this is a recruiting process right so um my perspective is that when whenever you're building a team you'd be at an advisory board or your core team you really want to make sure that you research and find influencers of the people that you want right um having a having a strong team uh for all aspects is is going to be is going to be the the biggest reason why your company either fails or succeeds, correct? Do you, how often do you go after people who who maybe are are, are going to kind of challenge you or just you know kind of agree with you? I mean, what, what's your kind of philosophy on that? Um, it, and I know we kind of played around with this a little bit before. It was it kind of drew some laughter because I'm dealing with this right now. But um, 
you don't want somebody who's there to say yeah 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 and 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 just listen and and agree with you yep. the more arguments you're going to get a lot of times the better because they're being honest and yep. um they're seasoned in an industry or an area in which um uh, perhaps you're not so they're going to uh bring conflict up and i think that well we all know conflict uh creates growth in almost all aspects so you want the people that are going to challenge you. You want the people that uh, aren't going to agree with you all the time, um, because it, at the very least, what you're going to get out of that is perspective, and that mm-hmm. perspective is different perspective. Yep. And that can definitely create um, many different facets for you. Well, I also think it's going to help you develop as a CEO as you build your team out. You're going to be able to be okay with people challenging what you think is right. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, you, you think that you're going in a direction and um, so, so not surrounding yourself with yes men is a huge, huge, huge thing. Is key. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, you know, some other steps I think that are really important is that if you're going to start recruiting your board of advisors, you need to prepare for what you're going after. You need to give a little bit first before you ask for um, somebody to, to join your network. I always advise people to reach out. Um, uh, maybe you saw an article they wrote, or if you've got somebody specific that you're trying to get, you have to give first before you ask. Um, I don't know if that's something that's kind of worked into your model, but it's yeah. always been very helpful for us. Yeah, g- give some, don't give too much, and I think a lot of people give too much. And, yeah. and if you're nervous around those kind of things, uh, break down your vesting schedule to a shorter period of time and, and test it out, but have it contracted so they don't walk away. So, you know, instead of saying over the next two years hit these milestones, say okay, let's let's do you know a quarter, you know, percent, whatever that number is, and test this out over the next year or the next six months or, or whatever you want it to be. That way you still can hold equity and, and kind of feel the relationship out and, and make sure you're getting what you need to get. Well, yeah, and I love how you're putting your board of advisors to work with you. Right. right. They're, so how much time are they spending typically? That really varies just due to kind of what, what the value is and what each one of them um, kind of provide. Sure. Um, and, and that's really going to come down to you. Some of them can be, you know, once a week I need at least an hour or twice a week, an hour each of your time um, for, for whatever you kind of dictate your your rules out to be. But, you know, if you're able to at least meet, meet weekly and get some sort of uh, – some sort of answers and and kind of forthgoing material then you know in my, in my book you're at least you're doing you're doing yeah, all right yeah. so now did you have anybody that you targeted that you really wanted to get on your board that said no i have not okay i have not come across that yet um but i do have one or two people in mind especially coming up into the near future mm-hmm. that i don't know very well that that'll be interesting to get responses from got it got it so you know i always take it from the perspective from a recruiting uh angle is that you want the people to say no first you know you have to be persistent and you have to you have to build that relationship with them right because those are usually the best people their time is valuable and they're not going to give it very easily yeah yeah, and you're also going to have to see kind of uh, if if they're willing to play ball with you. You know, a lot of times if you even bring up the idea of hey, we're gonna we're gonna do X, Y, and Z into a vesting type schedule, you're going to see which advisors are really serious uh, and which are not in that in that sense as well. Yeah, very true, very true. All right, so takeaways from this: um, 
you want to you want to identify the people that you want to bring on your board. Um, you want to prepare for it. Make sure you leverage your network. Ask for injections through your inner circle. Don't recruit yes men, people who are going to challenge you and keep you honest. And be persistent. Anything you'd like to add on that? Um, if I were to briefly, I'd say it, as long as you're passionate about something, push full force. You know, uh, nobody's promised what's going to happen tomorrow. And I think a lot of the problem is here is, is people are scared to take the risk. Take the risk. Absolutely. Such a good message for everybody. So we're almost out of time for today's show. John, thanks again for uh, your time investment with us in the Higher Power Radio community. Now, what would be the best way for anybody who wants to find out about Inc. or yourself to get in touch with you? Um, They can, I guess, shoot me um, a message or whatnot via LinkedIn, which I just broke down in created one of those this year actually uh so <laughs> j- just look welcome up, to the team yeah just uh just finding john shower on there and and uh, messaging is fine and that's j-o-n j-o-n yes okay what about email uh email yes it is uh, john uh, dot shower at ink dot cards nice okay it's s-h-o-w-e-r yes it is okay. uh just like taking a shower i say <laughs> perfect so when should people kind of Follow your website and look for that launch. Uh, here in about a month, I'd say is, is a good time to be uh, be checking. We're we're finishing alpha testing right now and okay. uh, playing around with Google and Apple, and ho- hopefully we'll be ready. Okay. And you want to plug a little bit about the company and what it is? I know it's a networking app. But. Yeah. So I mean, uh, basically, it's it's uh, a new platform that'll be web and mobile, and it's to help people. Uh, find the people they're looking for, uh, more particularly towards event-type situations, and an, an easy way to exchange information, uh, and then build upon that relationship. So it's like a targeted LinkedIn. In a uh, way. A, I've heard that a couple times. Uh, that would just be what I, you know, I'm yeah. assuming. I haven't seen the platform, but yeah, 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 yeah. So basically, really trying to kind of help you. A lot of the times it's missed opportunities that we run into in, in a lot of situations like events, and we've we've created a system to help you kind of find what you're looking for. Got it. All right. And with that, I want to thank our listening audience for tuning in this week's uh, episode of Higher Power. A quick shout-out to our team, our engineer Paul Roberts, our producers Andrea Ballin, Shanti Ryle, and Kim Iverson. Uh, to listen to this show and any of our uh, past episodes, you can reach us on higherpowerradio.com. You can also check out Higher Power or Rick Gerard, Executive Recruiter, on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, we're, you know, all those normal places. So uh, thanks again for joining us. Tune in next week as our guest will be Sean Farrell, the CEO and coach of Managed Solution. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio.